Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. What I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Thursday edition of the program, our last show of the week. I hope everybody has a great Christmas and great holidays, a happy new year. We will be back with you a little bit next week as well. We're off a few days next week. I've got a couple additional days away from the program, but this will be it for Christmas. So my thoughts uh, that you all have a great uh, holiday with your family and Again, hopefully get a chance to, over the holiday weekend, enjoy a little basketball. Let's hope that everything is played because weather is moving into the area. Uh, expected to hit a little bit later this evening. I know it's been rainy and dreary all day, and as temperatures really begin to plummet as the uh, day goes on, we'll see if this stuff gets pretty slick. I think that snow is a potential, but more so it seems like really frigid temperatures, almost dangerously frigid temperatures, and then, of course, ice that could come along with any uh, wetness is a concern. So stay safe, and uh, hopefully uh, everything is good with the IU basketball game uh, on Friday evening. I would think that everything will be set to go, but you never know. Uh, glad to have you with us today. Let's take a look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one here in just a moment. We've got a lot of headlines from yesterday, from this morning to talk about. Uh, obviously, the big news is Xavier Johnson. He had surgery. Uh, the program is hopeful that he can return at some point later this season. But as we all kind of thought, and as the rumor mill said, this is a serious injury for Xavier. The good news is there is hope that he will return later this season. So we'll discuss that coming up. Also, Trey Kaufman-Wren, a Silver Creek product, he had a huge game last night. He helped Purdue, uh, number one Purdue, to a big victory. We'll mention that as well. And then kind of an oddity from the Big Ten last night, Iowa was defeated uh, somewhat handily at home by a 4-9, and nine, a now 4-9 and nine Eastern Illinois team as well. There's some IU football stuff to get to as well. One girls basketball headline. Plenty of stuff that we'll cover here in this Thursday edition of the program. Don't forget to check out the Honey Baked Ham. Their dinner package deals are still being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. And as far as our text line, uh, 502-414-1450 is the number. Again, 502-414-1450 is the number. Uh, love to hear from you. Uh, your thoughts on how Indiana moves forward with Xavier Johnson out for the foreseeable future. Uh, and anything else you want to talk about or questions for our guest, you can send those to us at 502-414-1450. Probably should also tell you the rest of the show, right? Uh, the Honey Baked Ham Show lineup. That's what I'm supposed to do. Segment two, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall will check in. Uh, we'll chat about Xavier Johnson, of course. 
some other Big Ten and IU stuff as well coming up a little bit later in the program today. And that's the lineup brought to you by Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Of course, the Thornton's text line, I've given you that number, that number 502-414-1450. And right now at Thornton's, you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito in any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app and register for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. Also, getting all of our sponsorship stuff here at the beginning, our segment with Alex Bozich each week is now brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Todd and his father, Butch, great friends. Classic Furniture, a great place to stop uh, after the holidays, around the holidays with some of that Christmas money you may have. Uh, but uh, you can check out Todd Coleman's Furniture where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three of their locations, two in downtown New Albany and their newest location on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. Let's get into our headlines for today. Uh, first and foremost, Indiana announcing that Xavier Johnson is out indefinitely, but they did mention in the release that they are hopeful he does return uh, for at some point later this season. The release from Indiana uh, said he was out, indefin out indefinitely after undergoing surgery today, which was Wednesday, for an injury he suffered Saturday at Kansas. The program is hopeful he will return before the end of the season. In 11 games, Johnson is averaging 9.9 .9 points and leads the team with 54 assists, 13 steals, while shooting 37% from three-point range. He was an honorable All-Big Ten pick a season ago. He averaged 12.1 points a game last season. He was third in the Big Ten at 5.1 assists per game. And in his career, which of course began at Pittsburgh, he has scored 1,674 points. That was the full release on Xavier Johnson. So again, Dustin Dopirak yesterday said, hey, when we saw him, not only in the foot boot, the, the temporary deal, but the scooter, that tells you he really can't put any pressure on it and that it likely is something that's going to take some time to heal. Uh, that was confirmed with IU's release yesterday that he had surgery and will be out for the foreseeable future. I think Indiana really needs to hope that Xavier can come back. Maybe we get Xavier back uh, in Big Ten tournament time range. Maybe it's before that you would hope. Could be a six-week injury. So let's say six, seven, eight weeks seems to be a reasonable time frame for different returns. That would put him back sometime in mid-February, which would put him uh, with some games under his belt for the Big Ten tournament. And the reason I mentioned getting Xavier back for the Big Ten tournament is because a year ago he was such a huge part of Indiana's little special finish to the season where they really got it going in the Big Ten tournament last year. So perhaps we get more of that postseason Xavier Johnson if he's able to make a return for the program to the program a little bit later this season. Also, another note, women's basketball do want to note that they are now 12-0 after a 67-50 win over Butler on Wednesday afternoon. That's their final non-conference game of the season. Indiana rolling. The women are here in the non-conference portion of their schedule and I think are the front runner in the Big Ten Conference as far as the women go. So going to be fun to watch them after the first of the year as well. In fact, I think their Big Ten games may start just before the first of the year. A couple other notes to pass along. Last night, Trey Kaufman-Wren from Silver Creek was fantastic. He had a season high for him, 24 points, 
as number one Purdue Cruz passed New Orleans. 74-53 was the final score. Wren is listed as a six foot nine redshirt freshman. He previously had a high scoring mark of 13 points, but last night he was eight of ten from the field, and he was also eight of ten from the free throw line as well. Purdue is now 12 and 0. Also. Only one other Boilermaker in double figures with Kaufman uh, Wren last night. That was Mason Gillis with 11. So kudos to Trey Kaufman. I know a lot of Indiana fans don't want to hear good things about Purdue or don't want to hear good things about a Purdue player. But with Trey Kaufman Wren being a local product here in southern Indiana, it's great to see him get real opportunities on this top-ranked Purdue team. And it's an example of, you know, I know a lot of people were disappointed he redshirted last year, but I think it's paying off, and I think it's really going – to help him here as he gets started in his career at Purdue. But a huge night for Trey Kaufman Wren. It wasn't against a Big Ten opponent. New Orleans was a very mediocre club, but still a big accomplishment for him. I think he's going to go on to have a fantastic career at Purdue, and I don't think anybody's going to be surprised about that. I know Indiana wanted him badly. So many other schools wanted him badly. I always thought from early, early on with Trey that he would go on to be a great college basketball player at a high level in college hoops, and that seems to be what is happening. One other odd Big big Ten note uh, from last night, actually yesterday, Yesterday afternoon, the Iowa game, both their men's and women's game, were moved to earlier in the afternoon because of the incoming weather from this storm that hit Iowa, obviously, before it gets here. But Iowa was defeated. Uh, they looked, uh, they were ahead early. In fact, they led 47, uh, 45-37 at halftime. But they were scored 55-38 to at home in the second half of play and lost to Eastern Illinois 92-83 was that final score. That was a real shocker as far as results yesterday in college basketball. With the victory yesterday, Eastern Illinois is now 4-9 and nine on the season. So I think this Iowa team is going to be competitive. I had him as a, I don't want to say a front runner in the Big Ten, but definitely in the middle of the pack or probably just ahead of the middle of the pack once you get past Purdue and uh, Ohio State and Illinois, and I have Indiana in that group as well. Uh, but I had Iowa there with maybe Michigan State and Michigan. Uh, but who knows after that game last night? Now I do know Iowa was 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 missing uh, Chris Murray yesterday, and I think one other player as well. But still, very surprising to see uh, a Big Ten team lose to a mid-major or low-major team on their home floor in a non-conference situation. I thought that was definitely uh, something wild yesterday. A couple IU football notes to mention today. Uh, our early signing period began yesterday. Indiana with uh, some interesting signings, in- including a couple surprise signings yesterday and a couple signings out of the transfer portal as well. But yesterday, Indiana got a commitment and a signing from uh, Shre- Shre- Shreveport, Louisiana, edge rusher, uh, to Darius Collins, uh, he's top 50, excuse me, top 500 in the country, and that was a surprise pickup for the Hoosiers yesterday as well. One other surprise, Jordan Shaw, he's a cornerback uh, coming out of high school. He's in the 2023 senior class. He had been committed all along to Colorado, but flipped his commitment uh, yesterday and committed uh, to Indiana. So that I thought was interesting because, boy, there's a lot of excitement around the Colorado program right now with Coach Prime, Deion Sanders taking over, but uh, Shaw exiting his Colorado commitment and uh, committed to the Hoosiers yesterday as well. So uh, one of the other probably more, I thought, interesting ads for Indiana football yesterday was they've added a transfer from the portal 
uh, Jameer Johnson, a cornerback from Texas that uh, is six foot, uh, 175 pound uh, player that uh, seems interesting. Seems like it could be a good pickup, a good situation for uh, Indiana. He was a four star star prospect coming out of high school. But definitely an interesting pickup for the Hoosiers yesterday as well. One girls basketball note. I know we talked a little bit of girls high school hoops yesterday with Josh Cook, a sports editor of the News and Tribune. I want to give some love to the Jeffersonville Red Devils. They defeated Lawrenceburg last night and have now won their fourth straight game. The uh, Lady Red Devils are playing some good basketball. They improved their record Yesterday, to 9-4 and four on the season. Lots of players in double figures. 20 points from L. Marble yesterday for the Red Devils. And so shout out to them. Uh, they are on a four-game winning streak headed into the Christmas holiday. That's a look at our headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. Just had a text on the uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It says, as of now, who do you think has the best chance at winning the Seymour sectional. I'm going to say uh, with the limited Hoosier Hills Conference teams and sectional teams that I've seen so far this season that probably Jennings County would be my favorite. They're a perfect 8-0 on the season. And when the Panthers are shooting it well, and they've got some great guards that most nights can really fill it up, they're going to be tough for anybody. New Albany, Floyd Central, Jeffersonville, all of our local teams, anyone else in that sectional, they're going to be tough to beat. So I think with an 8-0 mark, with the shooting they have, I said this even back uh, in the offseason coming out of my big summer league there in the month of June, Jennings County, the early favorite in that 4A sectional at Seymour. Thank you, Texter, for the text. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. We'll discuss Xavier Johnson's injury, and he's going to be out for a while. How does Indiana recover for that? Uh, Stay with us. You're listening to a Thursday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Thursday edition of the program. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall with us always on Thursday as we talk the latest with IU basketball and uh, college hoops as well. And uh, our Thornton's text line is open today, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Alex, the big news yesterday kind of is what we thought. That's Xavier Johnson. He's going to miss some real time for this Indiana team. The program announced yesterday afternoon that he had surgery. Uh, but the, I guess the best thing in that release for IU fans and for Coach Woodson is the statement said that the program is hopeful uh, he can return at some point later this season. So as Indiana advances into Big Ten play, I think that's going to be a sidebar conversation the rest of the way is uh, how long and when does Xavier Johnson make his return? Uh, we, meaning fans and me. You there, Matt? I lost you for a second. Yeah. You, uh, okay. Are you there? Can you, yeah, can you hear me all right? All right. Yeah, uh, you cut out there for a second. Sorry about that. Um, 
Yeah, the the news that, that wasn't necessarily uh, surprising uh, with Xavier Johnson. We all kind of feared the worst, I think, with him leaving that game at Kansas and then not coming back and was on crutches. And then we saw him the other night uh, at the game with uh, the hard boot on his foot and the scooter. So that was definitely uh, didn't look good. And then obviously getting the confirmation yesterday. I think long-term, it's kind of a a mixed bag in terms of what it means for this Indiana team and that, you know, I think it's going to give some guys like – Jalen Hutchifino, Tamar Bates, Trey Galloway, more opportunity to play. Um, but it could hurt Indiana's results, obviously, uh, for the next however many weeks, months uh, he's out. Uh, only going down to one uh, reliable point guard, I think, is going to be a problem uh, at times because you can't really just play Jalen Hutchifino the whole game. He's going to have to have some some rest within those games and have to go to, I think, some other guys who are less capable in terms of playmaking and handling the ball. So I think that's going to be problematic. Uh, uh, you, you hope that long-term that, that Johnson's able to come back, hopefully by sometime in February, uh, so you can give him a chance to ramp back up and be ready for uh, tournament play. But overall, uh, really tough news, I think, for Indiana. Um, but I guess the silver lining is, is that some, some of the younger guys and some of the less experienced guys could get some, some reps. Uh, to really help them out for later in the season. We talked yesterday about some of those younger guys that could potentially see some uh, time because of Xavier's injury and the time that he's going to miss. C.J. Gunn was one name a lot of discussion was focused on yesterday. I know that C.J. Gunn maybe having a good game against a, a low or mid-major team is is one thing. Him doing that against a Big Ten team is another. What's your take on who could step in and fill the void it's going to be opened up uh, from Xavier Johnson's absence. Well, I think it's really got to be a collective effort. I don't necessarily think it's going to be one guy. Uh, obviously, I think a lot of the eyes are going to be focused on Jalen Hutchifino, but he can't be um, counted on to do everything uh, in the absence of, of, of Johnson. I mean, got to remember that he, too, is coming off of an injury, and he, he missed some time, and doesn't necessarily look 100% right now. He obviously is well enough to play, but um, I think this upcoming break of a couple weeks that Indiana is going to have is actually coming at a pretty good time. Because Trace Jackson Davis obviously is banged up too at this point. I think some other guys probably just going through some some minor injuries. You know, Jordan Geronimo with a dislocated finger. But, you know, to to answer your question, Matt, I don't think it's going to be one guy that necessarily is going to be counted on to to take a step forward, it's got to be collective effort. I mean, you've got 10 points and five assists uh, that are out of the lineup now. But I think what Johnson brings from a defensive perspective is also really important. And the other night, uh, without him on the game against Elon, I thought Neal was really poor uh, defending on the perimeter. Mike Woodson said as much in his post-game comments. And I think guys like Trey Galloway and, and Tamar Bates and C.J. Gunn, if he's going to play more, they have to play much better defense than what we saw the other night. I mean, that's just, you know, really, when you look at Indiana's performance so far as a team this year, their offense has actually been better than expected. The three-point shooting has been good, and they've done a lot of good things offensively. And you know, some of these games where uh, they lost, I mean, you know, the Arizona game, they scored 20. They just couldn't defend. I think defensively, 
could be a, an area where they miss Johnson the most. I think that's got to be a collective team effort where guys step up and play much better than they have so far. Alex Bozich inside the hall, my guest, talking Xavier Johnson's injury, his absence, and how Indiana gets past that. Uh, one more tune-up game for Indiana. I don't guess this weather. I know it's affected a lot of things. A lot of games have been moved, canceled, shifted around. Any any idea if, if uh, Kennesaw State is in Bloomington and if, if anything could be adjusted? I haven't heard anything. Um, I can't imagine they're going to have a big crowd for that, being two days before Christmas. And with uh, what's looking like is going to be pretty difficult travel uh, getting to Bloomington, obviously students are not there, so that's, uh, you know, this is the kind of time of year where you have a lot of people come down from Indianapolis and people from surrounding communities to go to games, and this is part of that, I think, holiday ticket package. Um, I can't imagine if, if the weather is uh, what people are, are saying it's going to be, uh, several inches of snow and uh, sub-zero temperatures. I can't imagine there's going to be a huge appetite for people to make it out and get to this game, but we'll see. But as far as I've, I've heard, I haven't heard anything in terms of potential cancellations. I saw Wisconsin, I think, just announced that their game that was scheduled for tomorrow has been uh, canceled and won't be rescheduled. Um, but so far, I've not heard anything in terms of Indiana. But I assume we'll probably see a, a pretty uh, significant amount of cancellations uh, in general over the next couple of days for college basketball because uh, this is looking like a an event that may uh, be pretty significant in terms of weather and with it being a couple days. The one thing I would just worry about from an Indiana perspective, they have this long layoff afterwards. But I think part of the reason they did that is because they wanted players to be able to go home for Christmas. If they play tomorrow night, guys probably aren't going to be able to get out of there until the next day. I just hope that guys are able to get fights out and, and be able to have a chance to get home and spend time with their family. Absolutely, Alex Bozich inside the hall. We'll get back to IU stuff here in just a moment, but I want to bring up a couple other subjects. Trey Kaufman-Wren last night for Purdue, local product, Silver Creek kid, won a couple state championships, probably should have been three had it not been for COVID. I thought he was outstanding, and he's an example, and I always thought he would do really well in college no matter where he went, but uh, he's an example of a redshirt year that I think really paid off for him. No, he's been really good. Um, talent was never a question there. Um, you, know, you wondered where he was going to fit in last year uh, with Purdue with all the talent they had in the front lines. So I think he did a really smart thing by um, sitting out. There's not a lot of kids that are willing to do that, but when you buy into what uh, you know, the coach that recruited you is, is kind of telling you you should do, and then you see it pay off. I mean, there's not – much more of a rewarding feeling uh, than what he's been able to do so far and what a great opportunity for him to go into a team that's with an established culture and winning mentality, and they've been really good so far. So really happy for him that he's been able to play uh, well so far and had a really good game last night, and I'm not not really surprised at this point uh, by anything that Purdue does. And uh, they do a really good job of, of making guys better and really developing their players, so I think that's, uh, been been good uh, to watch, and, and Trey Kaufman Ren is uh, kind of the uh, latest beneficiary on that. And one other Big Ten note from yesterday: Iowa's games, men and women, moved earlier because of weather. Iowa missing a couple key guys, I know, but mm-hmm. lost at home to Eastern Illinois. 
uh, really were were beaten badly in the second half. If you just look at how things played out in the second half, that's surprising to see. Even with Iowa missing Chris Murray and one other player, I think it was Coach uh, Coach's son, um, because I I had them not in that top tier of Big Ten teams this season, but right behind that. Yeah, I mean Indiana the other night was missing their two best players, and they played a team that was similar in terms of ranking to Eastern Illinois and. They took care of business and won by 24. Not really a great performance, but this kind of goes to show you that anything can happen. I think I saw somewhere, I don't know, you, know, you see all these stats thrown out on, on Twitter and everything, but I think I saw somewhere in terms of point spread and results, maybe the biggest upset in college basketball in 30 years. I think they were something like a 30 or 31 point favorite, and then they end up losing by double figures. That's a pretty big, uh, pretty big upset. Um, so, not going to be a, a fun Christmas for those those Iowa players and Fran McCaffrey. Um, that's a that's a really tough tough loss. But sometimes you have to learn a lesson like that, uh, and you have to be prepared and, and be ready to play. And I would say the same thing going into the Indiana game tomorrow. We'll see what the availability is for Trace Jackson Davis. But Kennesaw State's actually a solid team, ranked in the low two hundreds from a Ken Palm perspective. And this is not a game that Indiana can afford to just show up and think they're going to win. Alex Bozich, Inside the Hall. You can read his work at InsideTheHall.com. Follow him on Twitter at InsideTheHall. Alex, back to Indiana and really back to talking about young players with potential. There was a lot of buzz after that last game as well about Caleb Banks. He didn't get the opportunities that C.J. Gunn got, but he sure, I think at times, shows flashes of a bright future. Your, Your take on him and how you see him in year two and three, contributing to this Indiana team, this this roster? Got to get a lot stronger, I feel like, if he's going to really make a, a huge impact in the next couple of years. I like a lot of what he does. I think he's got a good frame overall. I think he uh, looks like a guy that can develop into a, a, a good three-point shooter. Um, I, you know, The thing I like about his potential is he seems like he's going to have the versatility to play a different couple different spots. One thing Indiana's got right now on the roster is just too many guys that are kind of one-dimensional. Look at Jordan Geronimo. You know, he's basically just an energy guy that, that you know doesn't really do a whole lot other than that offensively. Trace Jackson Davis is a great post player, but can't step out. Race Thompson um, has tried to expand his game a little bit just in terms of being able uh, to shoot from the perimeter, but he's pretty much uh, been a low 30% three-point shooter and pretty uh, one-dimensional offensively. And Malik Renew so far, too, has been pretty one-dimensional in terms of how he scores. I think Caleb Banks, the thing you like there is he looks like he's going to have some versatility, and you hope that he can develop over the course of his career and get better. But I think he's shown some, some strong uh, flashes early in his career. He hasn't really played in any big moments or against great competition, so it's really hard to judge. I'd kind of say the same thing this year with Logan Duncan. When he comes in, he, he seems to make things happen, but it hasn't happened really against um, a good team in a big spot. So it's kind of really hard to, to judge uh, where those guys are overall, but I think both have really shown some some flashes of, of being able to, to contribute and hopefully help this program out in the long term. Alex Bozich inside the hall talking IU Hoops here in our Thursday edition of the program. Let's look ahead to the schedule. Obviously, it's Kennesaw State coming up next for 
the Hoosiers tomorrow, a Friday evening, 7 o'clock tip. And then after the first of the year, a little break for this team. We talked some about that yesterday. Iowa in Iowa City on January 5th, and then Northwestern uh, at home to start the Big Ten schedule. Penn State, Wisconsin, and Illinois, followed by Michigan State, all follow. What's your take on the start of this uh, Big Ten schedule after the first of the year? I mean, Iowa, I think, maybe a little up in the air after their loss, their lack of uh, performance yesterday without a couple key guys. But how difficult of a start is this in January for Indiana? And what do you expect coming out of the gate from this Hoosier team? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't read much into Iowa's result yesterday. Uh, I would assume that Murray's going to be back in time for the Indiana game, and it's always a tough place to play, uh, Big Ten play, somewhere that Indiana hasn't played particularly well. So that's going to be a tough game to win uh, when you look at the fact that it's on the road, somewhere Indiana hasn't been great this year or in recent seasons. Obviously, they went to Xavier and won, but the Rutgers game and Kansas game, the two most recent examples of them playing poorly on the road. I think that, coupled with the fact that you're coming off a long layoff, I just don't know how much rhythm or you know what they're going to be able to carry over anything from tonight's or tomorrow's game into Iowa. And you come home and play Northwestern. He's not a great offensive team, but I think they're top ten in the country right now in Ken Palm defense. And then I think after that, they go to Penn State. So um, there, there's no gimmies uh, on the schedule the rest of the way. After uh, tomorrow, I mean, Indiana obviously needs to win the game tomorrow, uh, get themselves into the double-figure wins, and then they're going to have to go on the road and, and get some wins if they want to, uh, you know, w- w- win more than 20, 21 games because it's it's definitely going to be a tough, tough Big Ten. Um, you look at maybe Minnesota. And Nebraska is two teams that maybe are, are kind of far below the league, um, but but even those teams I think are going to have some nights where they play well and, and knock some teams off. It's it's going to be a really tough. I think think go of it, and the fact that Xavier Johnson is not going to play, I just I wonder Indiana is going to have some 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 losing streaks uh, in in January and February, and how are they going to be able to respond? I think last year we saw some some times where. It seemed like they had carryover when they didn't play, and they just kind of went for a couple games like that where they just didn't play well. Uh, they're going to have to have better leadership from the upperclassmen and have some guys step up, or they're they're going to have a really tough time. I I feel like being more than a you know ten, eleven, twelve win Big Ten team. Alex Bozich inside the hall with us. Alex, I know we've talked about Xavier Johnson. Trace Jackson Davis was also out for the last game. Uh, for precautionary reasons, Jordan Geronimo went up to Coach Woodson and told him he could not go because of, a, I believe, a finger issue. This team is a little beat up. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. generally what I would think about taking a pause for Christmas and uh, missing some days of practice and t- conditioning together as a team. But I do think, given, given how Indiana's beat up a little bit, this break in the schedule after Friday night and the chance that a lot of these players are going to get the opportunity to depart Bloomington and spend some time at home for a few days, I think it could really help Indiana. Yeah, it can. I just think when they get back, it's going to be crucial time for them to get better. I mean, how do you use this time? I mean, you obviously want to rest up and get healthy, and these guys that are dealing with bumps and bruises, and obviously I think Jordan Dronimo has a dislocated finger, and Hood Shafino's back has been sore, same with Trace Jackson Davis. You want to get those guys as healthy as possible, but 
how are you going to use that time? I think they said something like three or four days that the guys are going to have a chance to go home and be uh, away. Um, what are they going to do while they're at home to get better? What are they going to do over that time once they do get back to Bloomington as a team to work on the things that they need to get better at? To me, it's at the top of the list is defense. This team's got to get a lot better defensively in a hurry. Um, they were the best defensive team last year in the Big Ten in conference play. Right now, they're nowhere close. I think they're sixth or seventh when you look at Ken Palm in terms of defense. I mean, they're still ranked as a defense in the top 30. But, you know, a couple more performances like what we saw against Kansas and Arizona, that number is going to continue to go down. They've got to become a much better defensive team. I think that's a tough challenge with David Johnson being out. I think he he bled a lot of what they did uh, on the perimeter from a defensive perspective, spearheading, kind of quarterbacking that defense on the perimeter. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it could be a it could be a blessing to have the time off to let some guys heal up, but they really have to use the time wisely and get better. Otherwise, it's going to be more of the same uh, once Big Ten play rolls around. Alex Bozich inside the hall. Alex, I had a couple people text and say, what exactly was the injury, the foot injury of Xavier Johnson? I believe I've seen it reported by a few different folks out there that it was a broken foot. Is that safe to say? That's, yeah, I mean, in terms of for what I used to have, they just had a foot injury. Uh, I think Goodman and, and Rab, Rab John both had broken foot out there. But from Indiana specifically, um, I did not <laughs> see see an injury specified. And, I mean, since I've been covering Indiana, they, you know, they're, for whatever reason, uh, pretty vague on, on injuries and kind of sharing specifics of what's gone wrong. So, um you kind of left to guess and wonder, but I would assume, you know, if somebody has surgery on their foot, um, that there's an injury uh, serious enough as, as being broken, uh, that it would be uh, something like that. And, and, and the, you know, the problem with not really saying what the injury is is then you don't really know, like, a timetable for when somebody can come back. But, you know, you would think it's going to be at least a, a couple weeks or maybe a couple months uh, if you have surgery on a foot to – to be able to heal and start rehab and, and get ready uh, to go back in terms of playing. But uh, really no idea just in terms of what specifically uh, the surgery was for or um, kind of what a timetable is for a return. Alex Bozich inside the hall. Alex, great to have you with us. You are always a regular visitor on Thursdays with great insight about the Hoosiers and IU Hoops. Appreciate it. Have a great Christmas, and uh, we will talk with you next week between Christmas and the New Year. All right, Matt. Thanks, uh, as always, for having me, and uh, thanks to all of uh, your great listeners uh, for supporting the show, and uh, talk to you again. Hope everybody has a good holiday. All right, Alex Bozich with us. Uh, Thursdays, every Thursday here on the program in the second segment. We'll head to a commercial break, come back with a final segment of the show, and it'll be our final segment of the week as well, leading you into the long Christmas weekend for everybody to enjoy with a lot of basketball, hopefully. Uh, We'll take a look when we return about this Indiana football program and where we're at as far as the recruiting rankings in the Big Ten go It does not look good for Indiana. So we'll share that with you and a lot more coming up. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dedham. 